Hi everyone, welcome to Movies at Midnight Podcast, the show where we discuss movies that we watched and do some traveling inspired by their theme or location. I'm Tanya. And um Corey. Oh, I was like, are you gonna be Michael or Corey? Yep, no. we're talking about Halloween ends 2022. From the end of the trilogy. Sure. Well yeah, the end of the trilogy, <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely yeah, they're gonna make more. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh I guess. I wasn't terribly excited to watch this one or talk about it, but I mean, it's not, I wasn't impressed by it. I was, I was let down, but I, I think there's a lot of interesting ideas going on in it that I think could have been taken further. So I don't know. I, I think there's something to talk about at least. Cause I feel like the last one, I was just kind of like, and then Michael killed another person. Well, I mean, it was Halloween kills. So you, you know there was gonna be a body count and it was just a slasher people gonna die i'm gonna say i don't like how telegraphed this movie was the themes were set up super heavy-handed and so you get them and then they just come out and outright say them it's like oh in case you didn't get that super obvious cue laurie's gonna tell you what this movie's <laughs> about or so and so but uh some of the themes for trauma and what it creates does it create the victim or does it create the monster the evil see and i really like that there's that nurture versus nature it's it's a good theme yeah i agree it's interesting another theme for me uh is this is hollow the upside down of halloween oh because everything's kind of in reverse so we get the babysitter being the killer this time we have created a victim with a purpose, so without getting too spoilery, the per- the person who, hmm, how do I say this? Some antagonist that people might theorize about in the future has a reason for do. We know their origin story, we know why they're doing what they're doing now, and then this particular being wants to leave Haddonfield, where Michael always wants to return, and then it- Laurie and-, and Michael have this relationship. That where they're constantly trying to destroy the other one, maybe more so on Laurie's side than <laughs> Michael's. But in this new one, we have Allison and Corey, who are perhaps star-crossed lovers, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Yeah, very, very interesting um, theory. Because yeah, those are very contrasting and opposite forces that are at our, that are at work in this movie compared to the original franchise. I was really wondering what this movie was going to be about, considering that, like, you had the Halloween and then Halloween Kills, which take place on essentially the same night, and where Halloween Ends was going to be in. And I don't think anyone could have predicted what this movie ended up doing. It was a very different movie compared to the previous ones and any of them, because, like, this trilogy happens as a sequel to the original so it skips halloween 2 to i don't know how many like 10 plus halloween movies and it kind of like ignores that and tells its own story but like michael doesn't even come out until like an hour in to this movie so the intro of it to me was like is this a scream movie because it's it sets up like these characters you don't know who any of these people are and then like a kill happens and then it's title, and I'm like, oh, is this Stab 6? I did say that without the rest of the context of the movie, that opening scene, I was just like, what the fuck are we doing here? This is ridiculous. It seems so silly. But then when you finish the movie, it's you understand why they put that in there, and it's mm-hmm. not as uh, silly. But yeah, like you said, right off the bat, it seemed kind of silly. I was like, what? Yeah, and, and like I said, it's, it's kind of like, it reminded me of Scream because it's, it sets up the rest of the movie. And that's where I'm like, I never saw a lot of the stuff that happened in this movie coming, mm. where you have kind of like Corey is this apprentice to Michael Myers. And then I was like, okay, he's going to be like the next generation's Michael Myers. Spoilers, he doesn't make it at the end of the movie. So okay. then it's like, yeah, what what is exactly ending? Because right. kind of like you said, like, this trilogy is ending. And then I was thinking, well, Laurie's going to die killing Michael and 
both are gonna die and it's gonna be like this beautiful tragic story they finally kill each other yeah i was just gonna say because um in terms of the concepts some of the concepts that i wish they took further was the bonnie and clyde vibes i got from allison and Corey. and forget it we're getting the spoilers sorry um but i i wanted allison the way that they framed her it seemed like she was gonna turn into a baddie too so i wanted them to just lean into that and i thought they were gonna do the end of the old halloween so the end of michael myers and then we have now Corey, which will be the new michael myers but like you said no he dies i wish that they kept him alive and kept allison alive and they became like this evil prom king and queen of haddonfield <laughs> and they're like the, the new michael and laurie but the reverse which one of the characters like i thought that's what it was already that they're star-crossed lovers they're bonnie and clyde and then a character says Oh, you guys are like Mar Laurie and Michael, but you guys like each other. <laughs> okay, thanks. Yeah. I, I mean, I already got it. It was all okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, but then I was, I was thinking that Laurie and Michael were going to kill each other, and then it's okay. It's Michael, so he's gonna get up, kind of like the Undertaker. He does that classic sit sit up uh, somehow type thing. And so I'm not sure what they were trying to set up and end, because while this is closing the trilogy of the original 1978 Halloween movie, and then the, the two movies that happened one year later, and then this last one, what's going to happen to the franchise? Someone's going to pick up this story and, oh, yeah. and, and remake it or redo it. Um, you know, it's only a matter of time. But then... There really isn't too much to continue with this one. I think you'd have to start over at this point. You'd have to create a new iconic Laurie. But then it's like, do you just recreate the same thing? It's like, oh, a little boy. That's for Uh, someone else to decide who who wants to continue on this franchise. Watching the end of this movie, it's like, not, not that everything is tied. There's no more loose ends type thing. But with them killing Corey, I... I really don't think that made it a stronger movie. Uh, but who knows? Maybe he's going to get up and continue on. So, Yeah. I like the creation of Corey as a killer uh, by those around him. I don't really like it in a Halloween movie because the original was the idea of evil with no explanation. That was the whole point. Like They didn't even give Michael a name. It was the shape in the credits. This has an explanation, which you can argue is the point of including it to create a direct contrast but i don't know if that's what we need or want out of a halloween film so that's why i said it was the upside down and i personally kind of like that because dr loomis was always saying how you know this young boy michael that he started seeing from like six years old was emotionless and he had evil in his eyes and it was pure evil and you're right there was no explanation on why he killed his family And now it's 2022, right? We have this new generation and we have this fascination of wanting to know why killers do the things they do. And we see Corey go through this tragic experience where he accidentally kills the the kid he was babysitting and the town essentially turns their back on him and is he's getting bullied. And we see this not so like, I don't want to say an innocent kid because he's a teenager already and just all of these forces are against him that's pushing him to become like the next michael myers and maybe that does take away a lot of the mystery of oh why is this person killing but you kind of see how he became this killer and he acts out in revenge yeah maybe they give us this origin story to Corey because everyone wants to know why Michael does what he does, but to answer that question would be to a lot of people would think is to ruin the story and the themes of it. So they created this new monster, this new evil, so that they can answer it and maybe try and satisfy people in that way. They're like, see, this is why this guy did it. I don't know. Yeah. But they do focus, they, that reminded me when you said the things about his eyes, because they even do that in this one of the townspeople who is always on his side was like oh i saw him the other day and i looked into his eyes and it wasn't him anymore it was sheer evil and Lori too she 
this annoyed me too because she likes Cory initially. And then at one point when he's kind of turned, he comes over to visit Allison and she looks into his eyes and you can just tell that she is like, oh, something's off here. I don't like it. And we had just gotten an original shot when he's looking up into the window yet and it's Corey this time. So we get it, right? He's mirroring mirroring, uh, Michael at this point. But then like a scene later, she's like, yeah, I looked into his eyes and I saw Michael. Yes, (laughs) I know. (laughs) Small, maybe irrelevant things before we jump into the summary and then discuss it in detail is the pacing is so fast and so uncomfortable. There's so many random scenes. It's just like too much kinetic movement. I don't know. Just too much. And it was it important? I don't think so. We've got like, uh, they bake a pie and it burns. Okay. (laughs) Then uh, Laurie's carving a pie. And that's the end of the scene. And the random shot, I don't know. And maybe it slowed towards the end of the movie or I just got used to it. Because by the end I was fine. But at first I was like, I'd look down to write something and be like two scenes have passed. <laughs> also, not helping the fast pace was every movement, every movement that anyone's making creates such a loud, sharp noise. I was not having it. People are throwing dishes in sinks and whipping curtains around it makes the loudest noise (laughs) i was irritated yeah and other than i guess like laurie allison and then like i don't know laurie's love officer thing that's going on we don't have a lot of likable characters that was my last point i was like that no one's likable in this movie except the ones we're supposed to like let's hate everyone so we can cheer when they die like like we want to i guess root for Corey because he's kind of like our new main character like i said michael isn't even really in the movie until like an an hour in uh so so he's out and i really thought this halloween ends it's gonna be like this battle of the strodes for uh the, the myers yeah when we got to almost the end of the movie and michael still hadn't come out i was like please just don't have him come out that would be so funny if he just never shows yeah, up. Yeah, and and it, I was like, evil's not here. Well, because like evil died tonight. Evil's like, not even ago, here tonight. So. I, I guess that's one thing. Like, I'm glad they they didn't have like this chant. Because then I, I found that kind of annoying in that last movie. So evil dies tonight. And it was like the campaign slogan for Michael 29, uh, whenever this that movie came out. But now it's a uh, election time of 2022. And it's like, what's going to be the new slogan? Okay, great. Yeah, so our spoiler section was pretty early on. (laughs) We already started spoiling things, but I'm going to get into the summary and then we'll talk about it. 2019, one year after Michael Myers' vicious attacks on Haddonfield, Corey babysits a young boy named Jeremy. Jeremy teases Corey about Michael and locks him in a closet. Corey breaks the door open, hitting Jeremy and accidentally knocking him over the railing, killing him just as his parents arrive home. Three years later, Laurie and Allison live together in a house Laurie bought in town. Corey is the town pariah, though he was cleared of manslaughter. The town has shunned him and tries to run him over a lot. After getting hurt while a group of kids bully him, Corey is taken to the hospital where Allison works. They form a bond and start hanging out together. When they go to a Halloween party, Corey leaves early after he is confronted by Jeremy's grieving mother. He is pursued by the same group of bullies and pushed off a bridge. He is dragged into the sewers, and when he awakes, finds Michael Myers attempting to kill him. He has lived in the sewers the past four years. However, the two meet eyes, and Michael senses darkness in Corey and lets him go. Corey leaves, killing a homeless man in the process. When he and Allison are on a date, an ex-boyfriend interrupts rudely. Corey later leads him to the sewers where Michael kills him. Next, Corey and Michael kill the doctor and nurse who wronged Allison at work. Wanting to leave Haddonfield with Allison, Corey is confronted by Laurie, Laurie? Laurie. By Laurie, who sees Michael's darkness inside of him. She forbids it, but he drops the classic, If I can't have her, no one can. Corey steals Michael's mask on Halloween night and begins his own killing spree. After murdering many, Corey confronts Lori, but realizes he can't have Allison and stabs himself in the neck, framing Lori just as Allison arrives. Allison leaves and Michael comes for his mask. He and Lori have a final showdown. Allison returns and the two kill him. 
They strap Michael to a car and drive him through town, throwing his body into an industrial shredder. In the aftermath, Allison leaves town and Lori finishes her memoir with the intent to enjoy life. That is Halloween ends. Yeah, so we were, uh, we were talking a little bit about this opener. Very Scream-esque, for sure. We see Corey go to a house. He's going to babysit. The parents are very rich because, I mean... House. Yeah, I even wrote down in my uh, notes, oh my god, those staircase, <laughs> that staircase, because, good foreshadowing, I guess, here, but you look up, and it's just one of those ones that spirals continuously, and I'm like, god, they're rich, it's so nice. But yeah, so, the kid's kind of teasing him about Michael Myers, and here begins the we hate these characters, so let's cheer when they die trope yeah. that continues through the entire movie. I didn't really get the vibe that the kid was annoying, and then all of a sudden he turns on a dime and is like, you ugly ass bitch, piece of shit. And I'm like, yeah, where did that come from? Yeah, because kind of like what you were saying where this is the upside down of the original movies because, yeah. you know, we liked Lori in the original movie and we liked the two kids that she was babysitting. And we did see that the boy was getting like bullied and stuff in school and and they were watching some scary movies and so this was set like kind of originally being set up very similar where oh you have to babysit this kid and Corey's like an engineering student and they're like all right we're gonna watch some tv play some games blah 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 and then boom the halloween end treatment comes in and now it's like you have this problem child, annoying kid that locks his babysitter in what, like the attic? Yeah. I mean, these people are so rich that the attic isn't even on top. Oh, it's yeah. like it has a door to get to, like it has its own That's floor. That's true. I didn't even think of that. It's very open. The ceilings don't slant down. Yeah, this isn't full. like a pull pull the string up and it's like the, <laughs> I don't know, top little area that you have. It's its own floor. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. But yeah, he's banging and banging, and and right as the parents walk in the front door, he kicks open the door. And yeah, because like he keeps like the kid's yeah, head. he keeps uh kicking the door. It's it's kind of gruesome. They show but the it's hit. It's kind of nuts. Yeah, it, it. I don't know. I guess the doorknob whacks him in the eye, and yeah. the door hits him in the face. That's our opener. Yeah, I can't imagine. Wa- oh man, that poor those poor parents though. That's yeah, intense. The, the first thing the mom sees is her child falling and like his neck snaps. Like that's the Would you even register that? I feel like that would take hell me. No, probably yeah. not. I feel like it would take me a while to be like, what what the fuck just, just happened? happened? Yeah. But you know, we, we see the grieving mother yelling at the babysitter, how could you do this? And then we get the credits. And I did love this so much. The pumpkins give birth to other oh, pumpkins. Yeah. It's so fun. I love it. I'm sure they did that digitally, but it looked pretty good. Yeah, and we see like that same original pumpkin carved from like the 1978 and it gets movie. Destroyed. And then it comes to, I guess, the, the new age 2022 pumpkins. As, oh, you know what it is? It's very uh, satisfying to see the, the pumpkins break apart. Which I wrote in my notes at the end as a joke. Put the Michael in the shredder video on Instagram, like soothing man <laughs> is crushed in the shredder. <laughs> so it's well, like that. I'm, I'm waiting for the TikTok video, Michael Myers versus the shredder, because I feel like there's so many of those, or like people put <laughs> iPhones in the oh, shredder. Yeah. Will it blend type thing? So I'm sure it's gonna come. Human bones crunching, so soothing. Mm hmm. And then, oh my gosh, we get a voiceover. And I was like, since when have we needed a voiceover? Well, I mean, you need narration. No, we don't. It's, it's Laurie. She's kind of given us a little bit of a recap and a little bit of what she hopes for the future, I guess. Yeah, and with it being, you know, Halloween ends, the end of the trilogy, they, they do a little bit more than what I would have thought. Just like spoon feeding you, like, here's what happened in 1978. And then here's a recap of... Halloween and Halloween Kills. Yeah. I was like, four years later, and she's Carrie Bradshaw over here. Because it is annoying. I don't like it. But at least it's motivated because it's her reading from her memoir that she's writing. So at least it's Oh, not... she's a renowned author now. That's what I... you do. Is she renowned? No. Oh, I was like, I don't But it's think... like, you know, she's going to be after this. Oh, yeah. People are going to read that book for yeah. sure. I'm definitely just going to hit the, the key points of the film because, like I said, there are a lot of random... Can you imagine going through this film scene by scene? Oh, man. It's like ordinary people, but in a bad way. 
I love ordinary people. Anyways, so at this point we get, I'll just say, Corey is going to the convenience store to buy some chocolate milk. Which is interesting, because they set that up in the opener. He gets chocolate milk out to eat banana bread. And then he buys chocolate milk at the convenience store. And I was like, oh, what's this going to be? Nothing. I guess it's just like a character trope. Or not trope, but you know, like, oh, some, some characterization of Corey. He likes chocolate milk. So this group of band people are kind of bullying him, and he, this also begins, everyone in this town acts like they don't know each other. Because I thought this group of kids, because they come up to Corey and they're like, can you buy us booze, whatever, We're, we've been practicing for the band event, band event, I don't know. And um, I thought they were from out of town, maybe, and it's like a homecoming game or something, and they were just the next town over, because then they're like, oh yeah. I know who you are. You're Corey, blah, 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 mm -hmm. the killer, the child killer. And I'm like, the psychotic babysitter. Right. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense. They're from the next town over. They wouldn't necessarily know. But no, they live there. But the, and then later, Allison is, it's weird when Allison meets, first meets Corey, because she's acting the same way. It's like, do you guys know each other? Do you at least have heard of each other? You're in this tiny yeah. town. Yeah, they, they paint the, the picture of Haddonfield being a very small town. Yeah. But I guess big enough to for not everyone to know of each other. Obviously heard of each other, but maybe it's like, oh, you're so-and-so. I heard about you maybe. in the newspaper. It's just weird the way they did it. And then it does take place in 2022 right so like oh yeah social right. media exists so you would know it's uh, uh yeah for some reason i was thinking it was older and i'm like yeah maybe they wouldn't have seen the newspaper clipping of him <laughs> no it's yeah so he has his glass bottle of chocolate milk and he's gets so mad that he breaks it but then the kid pushes him and i'm like why did you push me i hurt myself i didn't do anything to you he's like oh you gonna break a bottle of chocolate milk Boo. Boo. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> Just to get the shards further into his hand, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because he falls and hurts himself and gets glass in his hand. And Laurie's, Laurie's there and she feels bad for him because she feels similar to him because they call her. They're like, oh, psycho. And Well, yeah, because like, here's, here's the contrast, right? Like, when I was watching this, I'm like, okay, here's the new Laurie. Mm. The babysitter. They want you to think. Right. The babysitter that was you know, babysitting some kids, and then at Halloween, people died. Yeah. So I feel like Lori sees a lot of herself in him, where I can imagine that the town of Haddonfield wasn't too happy with Lori after, granted, her kids didn't die, but a lot of her friends did. And then she was blaming Michael, but like we saw at the end of 1978's Halloween, he runs off. So there was no one caught, there was no one arrested, so... The town must have had very similar thoughts to Lori of saying, like, did you kill your friends? Well, no one ever said that. They all they all said, oh, you antagonize this mentally ill man. And then he came and murdered all of us. But I'm like, do I need to rewatch the first two? Because wasn't she living in the woods? How did she antagonize him yeah. and provoke him to kill everyone? I don't know. Maybe she did. I don't remember. She tells Corey, or she's like, let's, uh pop one of their tires and i was like Corey, no let her pop the tire she's yeah. a bad influence and, and with Corey picking up the what i thought was going to be the mantle of the next generation of home it's like here's a myers teaching Corey stab stab and before he stabs humans he's now stabbing a tire but laurie why do i keep calling her laurie but laurie isn't a myers in this one right well, yeah, because she's his sister. Lori Strode. No, they did away with that in this one. I did write later. Wouldn't it be funny if this is the incident that made Corey evil? Pop and tires is all Lori's fault. Thanks, Lori. Yeah. So Lori drives Corey to the hospital where Allison works. I guess she's a nurse. I don't know. Because she's the new Cupid. Oh, yeah. Uh, the doctor calls her his assistant or something like that. And I'm like, no, call her what she is, a nurse. But yeah, the doctor is, you know, sleazy and misogynistic. And he's like, oh, isn't she so pretty? To yeah, Corey. that was very cringy. It was gross. But yeah, so this part annoyed me because the, I don't know, she drops something and the doctor leaves the room and Corey's like, you shouldn't let him speak to, to you like that. It's going to make you sad, even if you don't realize it. And I was like, uh, okay, Corey, thanks for explaining my own feelings to me. Shut up. You are not a woman. Don't mansplain this misogyny to me. <laughs> like, so annoying. 
So that's just to get the lowdown on the doctor, you know, set up the kills for later. There's a nurse that's always chatting around. See, <laughs> you're supposed to not like everyone who gets killed, including the nurse, Deb, who it's, it's not suggested. It's pretty much outright shown that she's sleeping with the doctor, and that's why she got a promotion over Allison. But I like Deb because there's this one scene where she's, you know, she's just talking. She's clearly someone who enjoys chatting, whatever. And Allison just snaps. It's later in the film. So I think Allison's kind of getting fed up with stuff. And she's like, you know what? You talk too much. Why don't you ever shut the fuck up? And I thought Deb handled it perfectly. Because she was like, like, hey, what do you do? Do you want to antagonize someone who just said that to you? No. Deb was like, she kind of like pauses. And then she's like, yeah, you're right. I do talk too much. Okay, I'll see you later. Perfect. Perfect handling of that situation. Otherwise, like, yeah, what are you going to do? What the fuck did you just say to me? And then maybe she grabs a scalpel and she's like, we're fighting now. I like Deb. I don't care what people say. <laughs> I don't know. Corey and, and Allison hang out some more. This is when they start to bond. She's like, teach me how to ride your motorcycle. And I was like, I don't know you. I'm not letting you ride my motorcycle. Are you well, nuts? It's the, it's the two misfits of Haddonfield where... I feel like Allison sympathizing with him because of, you know, like the, the town turning her their back on Corey and, you know, calling him a psychotic babysitter. I'm already and... the town pariah. I'm not going to have you ride my motorcycle, fall off of it, and then sue me. <laughs> okay? <laughs> That's all I mean. They can hang out and do other things. Let's go apple picking. Yeah. So, I don't know. They go on a date or something at one point and, oh my gosh, this cop comes up to Allison and it's weird because like it's like 45 yeah. years old and he's like remember when we used to date yeah and i was like what i thought he was joking i was like that's disgusting allison what's wrong with you no i'm she's traumatized she probably wanted some safety in her life but i was just like oh gross yeah how yeah, small is the dating pool in haddonfield I, I don't think it's that small considering there was like four band kids like those bullying. are children <laughs> They're well, I mean, they're, they're high schoolers, right? Not how Allison. Old is, how old she's is Allison? She's a nurse. That so, means she went to college and graduated. So she's like in her mid-20s? So then yeah. what is Corey what? I think he's in his mid-20s too, maybe. So, so in 2019, that's when Corey says he's like, I don't know if he's a college student yet. Because he says he wants to study engineering. Yeah. And I feel it was like, I feel like the mom was like, oh, what schools are you going to be applying to? So then that was... Haddonfield University. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then that would be, that would probably would have been Allison's first year of college. Yeah. So she, I don't know, I guess finished nursing school, but then Corey didn't become an engineer because we see him working kind of like in a, I don't know, is, is it a junkyard? Is he a yeah, mechanic? Because I, so. I thought it was like a junkyard, but then like he tells her, oh, bring your car over here and I'll fix it or whatever. So I, I guess both. it is kind of like a mechanic shop. It's a mix. Yeah. Yeah. We get a little bit of insight into Corey's home life. The mom is very controlling. She's one of those like, ah, my son's too good for any girl. But then she also kind of hates him at the same time. It's weird. Oh, it's and so like with Halloween ends and the end of the trilogy, I see them paying homage to a lot of other horror films where like the intro I thought was very scream like. Mm. And then here is like this Norman Bates with his mom. Oh, my son is the best. And. This very weird relationship between oh, Corey yeah. and his mom. So, like, I definitely got some uh, Norma Bates. Sure. For the record, Norma wasn't in Psycho. She was already dead. But we did watch Bates Motel, which I really loved. And, uh, yeah, she was a little overbearing, but I liked her. Well, obviously, you like her at the end. You feel, well, I felt for her. <laughs> uh, I just brought up his home scene specifically because I thought it was so funny. He was texting Allison. And his mom's like, who's calling you under that table? This is the dinner table. No, I just thought the phrasing was so oh. funny. Because it's like, who's under the dinner table calling me? And then the dad seems super chill, though. I, I thought the dad was going to be, I don't know, like your traditional deadbeat guy yeah. in the couch drinking his beer. Kind of like what we saw in like the other Halloween uh, Rob Zombies mm. where like the dad's just there not doing anything. No, he's being a gross-ass fucker, constantly hitting on his stepchildren. Yeah, like, go away right, forever. Corey's dad just seems like a... Oh, yeah, at the end when the mom is kind of, I don't know, kicking him out, but not. The dad's like, I hope you find love. Yeah, so like... like oh my god, that's really sweet, but what? <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, so Allison and Corey go to a Halloween party. I... There's this dance scene that goes on far too long for me. I was like, I don't don't like this. And then, at this seemingly pretty youthful Halloween party, Jeremy's mom is there. The fuck? And Drinking herself. Well, it's Haddonfield. There's like one bar, right? Like in Halloween Kills, it's this is probably that same bar where they were like, hey guys, we're gonna talk to the survivors of the tragic thing that happened 40 years ago. I don't know. It was just weird. and But that's what I mean. Like, you couldn't have gotten them together in a different manner. Like, I don't know. He ran to the grocery store or they were on their way home from the party. It doesn't matter. I don't know. I mean, it's it's the anniversary of her son's death, right? Because it happened on Halloween. So you're going to go to a Halloween party? So It's not Halloween, though. It's Oh, is it the day before Halloween? It's a, the day or a couple of days before. Because when Corey finally goes on his... When Corey goes on his final killing spree, that's Halloween. That's night. Halloween, yeah. But whatever. So she. Well, yells, it's getting close to the anniversary of the death of her. Sure. Annoying son. <laughs> so she yells at him, and he leaves. And well, he gets into a fight with Allison first, and then he leaves. Yeah, because she's like, "Oh, outside. we're the same," and he's like, "We're not the same." The town hates me, and then the town sympathizes for you because your family's killed. Yeah, this is when we get the, we're both traumatized, but they made me into a monster, and they look at you like some survivor. And she was like, no, inter- okay, so this is really weird. She was like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, it's really obvious what he's talking about. So I was like, oh, what's the conspiracy here? Is she going to be like, what are you talking about? This whole, the whole first two were like misconceptualized, or they're going to put it into some different context where truly Allison was somehow a baddie and she did terrible things because then she like holds her hands out in the most awkward fucking way in the world I mean, she was like this I, I don't know what she was doing it was so fucking weird i didn't understand i was like what is she gonna do nothing be weird but i just wanted some c- conspiracy i thought like in that moment allison was gonna admit to doing something really fucked up and be like i don't know what you're talking about this is what happened to me i'm a real shit person and the town knows oh but no nothing like nope. that he runs off and he runs into those bullies from the, I guess the gas station, convenience station, where he got his chocolate milk, and they push him off the bridge, and at some point someone's like, take a breath. <laughs> and I was like, that's what I'm saying to this fucking film. <laughs> yeah, but I, I really like this scene because it's adding on to the nature versus nurture, where Corey's getting bullied and we see them again. I feel like in, in the gasoline station, they ran into each other. And here, I guess this is the main street because he's walking home, I would assume. And the kids are now antagonizing him. And I guess he slashed the tire, sort of like, it must have been you. So now they want revenge for that. And we see Corey's skills with the knife starting to increase because the first time he didn't really defend himself at all. Lori had to step in for him. But now he takes out the knife and he's like, leave me alone. I just want to go. But then one of the kids just like slaps the knife out of his hand. And then it's like, well, he's clearly bad. He's not that good. Mm -hmm. They have a little tussle and he ends up over the bridge where when I was watching this, I'm like, oh, man, just like the little kid, he was he's going to throw the kid over the bridge. He's going to snap his neck and it's going to continue this downward spiral of like Corey's psychology. But nope. Corey's the one that ends up getting thrown over the bridge in contrast to the little boy. And then we see his body get dragged. Yeah, we don't know who it is. Oh, who could ever who be? Who could it be? It's Pennywise the clown. <laughs> yeah, it did give me so, those vibes. I wonder if that then, because you said they kept referencing, you yeah. feel like they're referencing other movies. That could have been the opening scene and it too. Yeah, so he wakes up and that's when he meets, he sees Michael for the first time. and he's Like an hour in, we finally see. I know, it's funny. I kind of love that. <laughs> so <laughs> different. But he's choking him out and then... I didn't like this scene. It was a little cheesy. They make eye contact. And we get flashes of like bad shit in their past, both of their past life, maybe. And Michael's, I'm just like, how do you even. (sighs) First off, do we need all those scenes to understand that that's what Michael sees in him? He sees some kind of darkness within him to let, then he lets him go. I feel like you did need it. You need some 
imagery. Because, well, one, I don't get it. Like, does Michael get off on watching his victim suffer? Because he could have killed him when he dragged him into the sewer. Mm-hmm. Right? And in, uh, I guess I don't remember if this was in the original movie, but, like, we find out that Michael, I mean, he is human. He needs to eat to stay alive, and he eats rodents. And But it's like, is he also a cannibal? Does, you know, he find the taste of human flesh just as satisfying? But he allows him to sleep it off, and then he <laughs> wakes up, and then he's like, now I'm going to choke you? Yeah. Because um, in this movie, I feel like, Michael gains power by killing people. It's just Because so... he seems to be... I mean, he's old, right? We see Laurie old. It just doesn't make any sense because in this franchise because they want him to be human, but they also keep giving him, giving him these magical abilities. Well, it's like they say that he can die, but he can't die to fire bullets and stab wounds so apparently. that's not really a human right in my um, opinion so it's like you you have some sort of like supernatural humans which a lot of people say once they try to explain why it got really weird with all that witch stuff and the druids and paul rudd oh <laughs> but this yeah, this movie kind of skips all of that in terms of why he's supernatural but they came out and said he wasn't right that's so the- confusing but yeah he's this old man who's still kicking butt yeah Uh, but yeah he ends up seeing the evil in Corey, and it begs the question of was that evil always inside of Corey, or was it awakened when he killed that boy if it if that was the case it's like the movie shows it with him kicking the door open because he was freaking out on halloween night that michael was gonna get him in the attic and then the the boy dies accidentally but was there more to it than that? Oh, yeah, maybe. But you know how Michael is evil and emotionless, etc. Why would seeing another evil evil human being sway him in any regard? I don't get that. I don't think you're yeah. going to be... It's either he's compassionate, which I don't think, or he wants an apprentice, which I also don't think, because both of those suggest some type of want for human companionship, which he has never shown. Yeah, He's not Chucky over here trying to get a pal to help him kill we're friends to the end yeah i don't know i just that didn't feel in character either and we do see that about michael where as soon as he ends up killing his sister and his family right and he's standing outside of his house in that original movie and then after that he has no more emotion Mm. and if Corey's original kill is this little boy that falls over why does Corey still continue to show emotion? Because we see him get bullied and he's showing fear and cowarding. We see him wanting to have a good time when he goes out with Allison to this bar dance party. Yeah, and then where where they kind of set up like fear loathing in Las Vegas awkward dancing scene <laughs> and showing love and interest and eventually wants to leave Haddonfield showing like he has a desire for the future. Yeah. But then, like, Michael sees this emotionless or this evil inside of him. He's like, let me bring this out. I, I don't quite get it. Uh, maybe he's like, oh, I see potential in him. Yeah, but the one who is goading the other to kill is Corey. Yeah, so Corey gets out and he leaves the sewers and it's daytime. And he's he's approached by, the homeless, by a homeless person. And I don't know, I guess he's like, mildly aggressive towards him and cory just kills him um, well like because he's like oh i know that michael myers is in there and he's he's seen him drag people yeah. down into the sewers but he's he really like he's Pennywise. never let anybody right yeah he, he's like oh i saw a little kid with a yellow rain jacket get pulled down there with a red balloon Georgie. and he never came out but he's like why would he let you out so it's kind of like what you were saying where you see it, and then the movie needs to tell you what just happened. So then he goes to Allison, and he tell. I was shocked. He just no fuss says I killed someone, and Allison really doesn't have a reaction. Yes, they're doing it, Bonnie and Clyde. She's here for it. She doesn't care because they go out on a date afterwards or something like that. And this is when we run into her forty-five-year-old ex-boyfriend. I don't know. I guess he says enough to piss Corey off that. That night, Corey lures him to the sewers. This is what I mean about who's apprenticing who, because he 
he takes him into, well, first of all, <laughs> that's funny because I was like, you always know someone's walking quietly when they step sideways. You know, they turn <laughs> their foot and they're like, me, me, me. Anyways, because the cop does that. But it was funny because he takes him into the sewers and then he's kind of, I don't know, goading Michael to kill him. He's like, do it, do it. Show me how you do it, blah, blah, blah. He and wants I was just, to learn. Yeah, but I was just imagining Mike, Michael being like, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> like sobbing in the corner. <laughs> Make it stop. Yeah, he kills him. Luckily for Corey, I guess he doesn't kill him because he's, he's, the cop is in Corey's lap. Yeah. And Michael's, you know, we all know how strong Michael is, but, and he's yeah. going real deep in there. But I don't know, Corey's fine. Okay. So now we're getting a scene with the doctor and Deb. And Deb has gone over to the doctor's house. So now we know how she got the promotion. Cool. I did think that she was going to die via mouth because they were really something to the mouth. Cause... Yeah, because she talks a lot. Mm -hmm. At this point, uh, Michael and Corey are, they're friends. They're yeah. best friends. They're killer friends. They're going to kill these two. But she goes to take a shower. And this is a very big, nice house. It's the doctor's house. And I'm like, this is the ugliest fucking shower I've ever seen. It has poop-stained marble. <laughs> and then the knobs are, like, uh, from a spigot oh, outside. Oh, yeah, that was... And I was like, just goes to show. Can't buy taste. <laughs> <laughs> they kill him. But they do kill Deb in... They, someone, I don't know if it was Michael or Corey, stabs her to the wall where she I'm hangs. assuming it's Michael, because we don't really see superhuman strength out of Corey. Yes, we do. He yet. crushes us. Oh, yeah. Okay, yet. yeah. Cause see, learning. I had issues with He's that, learning. too. But yet, Michael's supposed to be this, like, old-ass man. So, we see her choking her, and then, like, Darth Vader lifts her up, and then, like, stabs her. And then, like, how you were saying, Michael stabs super strong because now the knife goes right through her and into the wall, so much so that she's now hanging, very similar to that kill in the original movie where he does that with the boyfriend. Oh, he does. Okay, so I forgot about that because he does do it in a, another movie, I remember, to a girl, and it was a girl who cheated on maybe the main girl's boyfriend or something, so, you know... It's like, okay, so they didn't kill her via mouth vibes, but they did kill her in a way that was like, oh, that other girl was a cheater. So it's like, you know, we're saying what we're saying. Oh, yeah, you said this because, and I thought this was really funny, because the next scene is Corey on his motorcycle, and this is just after the killing. So you're like, oh, who's on the back? You're like, I wish it was Michael. Oh, yeah, they should have been Hug together. <laughs> Buddies, can someone do the, what is it? So happy together. And they're going to go on this, uh, not Bonnie and Clyde, but uh, Clyde and Clyde. They're going to argue forever about leaving and returning to Haddonfield. Yeah, we should go. There's more out there. I was on Twitter and I realized there's more than Haddonfield. And Michael's like, what? What's Twitter? No way. <laughs> Manoa's Allison. Now, for whatever reason, Corey is like, I want to leave Haddonfield. And I guess that idea never really struck Allison. I don't know how Because it it's couldn't. like, why wouldn't we be here? Like, you know, that the town hates me. You're like a victim. Everybody knows who you are. But like, the town isn't favorable towards you. So let's leave. Let's go somewhere else. And then this is where I don't see the inner strength. Uh, I mean, the inner struggle of um, Corey fighting with evil and being like oh, the voice in his head being it. like kill and then him still showing emotions and wanting to leave Haddonfield like, I would have thought it was like kill them kill them all that's true that was that didn't make sense either because I'm like clearly you're hell-bent on just killing people do you want to leave to continue to kill people yeah because I don't know yeah and then like the how point? are you gonna pick your victims yeah but at this point, he gets kicked out of his house, so now he is staying in the now-abandoned house of Jeremy's parents' home. There's of no his way. original kill that scene. Is too nice of a house. Yeah, like... It would not be some, abandoned. Yes, because in, in the original movie, we see the Myers house, right? And it's, like, torn down. But they were, I don't know, let's say middle-class family. Like, yeah. it doesn't look like it's the fanciest house in Haddonfield. But this people's house is rich people's house mm -hmm. maybe not as i would probably even say like 
fancier than that doctor's looking house even though you know he had a pool a lot of see-through or glass walls like i'm sure both houses are very expensive they left their piano like (laughs) how rich are you you just like forget it i wanted Corey to play the theme oh right so ham-fisted might as well he's like maybe a little bit slower or something like that but yeah he just like plays a few notes and subtitles are like notes played flatly yes which I thought was a tune piano and then it's like someone would have picked up this house Mm -hmm. Uh, it's 2022 with the housing crisis someone's like oh yeah i'm gonna buy this house full disclosure a kid died here no worries i'm buying it as is here's your cash offer you see the staircase yeah like that's where he died yeah yeah it's some abandoned house and i guess like michael he hangs out in the house where he kills and this is where Laurie confronts him and they have, it's like a nothing scene, but this is where he's pretty much like, if no one can have her, if no one, if I can't, if no one can have her, I can. If I can't have her, no one can. And Laurie's like, stay the fuck away from her. End scene. Whatever. So then Corey goes back to the sewer and steals Michael's mask. I'm like, you're going to pay for that But now later. it's Halloween, right? Yeah, so. it's Halloween. He steals his mask. It's Halloween day, so Michael's not as strong yet. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, because he overpowers him. And he's like, you're just an old man in a Halloween mask. Yeah, so now we, I guess this is when Corey starts exhibiting his super strength. Because I think he wants to lure the bullies out to the junkyard to kill them. So he does so, love this, by scraping the word psycho on the hood of their car. But he writes the O, so small in psycho. As if he ran out of space, you know, you're like, oh, I gotta fit it in there. But it's smack in the middle of their hood. I love it. I don't know. That that was so funny to me. Did he kill his parents before this or no? I don't think I have that in my notes. Because I'm like, he kills his mom and the dad, no? Yeah, he he kills his mom. I know that for sure. I don't know if he kills his dad. Okay, well, he kills one of his parents, Mapo, (laughs) at some point. So at the junkyard... We have the new Michael, because... The old Michael ended up getting his jumpsuit from like a truck driver, but because he's like, I guess like a mechanic, they both have that jumpsuit. And originally, Corey had this scarecrow mask, but now he has Michael's mask. Oh yeah, because I thought that was going to be when I still thought this was Halloween ends for Michael and Halloween begins for Corey. I thought that the they're going to try and make the scarecrow mask the new iconic Halloween mask. And I was like, oh, that's fun. But no, he disregard he steals michael's old mask it probably smells so bad the how he got his jumpsuit that was only in the rob zombie one right like yeah who cares you don't need to tell us how everything under the fucking sun ever happened i just don't care okay thanks anyways (laughs) next movie we're gonna go to the place that's making the suit stitching the the name on there no they're gonna be like oh i thought we would name him james but when he was born he just didn't look like a james and i thought he looked like a michael and my husband always joked two m's two m's means murderer and i was like (laughs) no it's fine michael myers is a fine name i don't know just like (laughs) who needs it I mean, that's not a real thing. I made that up. If you're, you have MM is your name, it's fine. You're not a murderer. Please um, don't. <laughs> your honor, he has MM. You know what that means. <laughs> this junkyard scene was pretty fucked up, though. The way he kills people, so... Yeah, it's, it's pretty gruesome. It's gruesome. It's creative. Some of them are creative. Corey does crush someone's skull with his foot at this point, and I'm just like, are we... Yeah, so now he's strong, right? And now begins his theme of killing people via the mouth, because then he 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 runs over someone's face first, then he stomps on someone's head. The main antagonist bully he puts up fla- like a what do you call it? Torch, like a, a welding torch. Yeah, in his mouth. And then we'll see later there is a DJ who was an ass because everyone's an ass in this movie, and he cuts his tongue off. So I was like, oh, is he killing everyone via their their mouth? Because he's like, stop talking trash about Silencing me. Silencing Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, after the junkyard scene, he goes to the DJ, which we didn't really mention. And he kills that clerk. We didn't really know who the she assistant. was. The yeah. clerk? <laughs> well, I don't know. Like the girl that was working there. Uh, the secretary, maybe? The desk attendant? I don't know. Yeah, he does. Yeah, because like there was a scene before where uh, Corey and Allison were like, I don't know, 
getting close or whatever and she's like too many he's like let's let's leave and then he's like i'm starting to develop superhuman strength so i'm gonna jump off the roof and was he, that them telling us don't ask questions he said he was developing superhuman yeah because it's like he oh. jumps from the roof to i don't know i guess the ledge and then from the ledge onto the floor yeah and then that's when the dj i guess hears noises and he comes to investigate and he's like oh you're cory i know who you are get out of here though well no it's worse than that because that would be understandable he's like you are a stupid loser piece of shit, and so is your girlfriend for hanging out with you. Don't you hate me? I'm trash. <laughs> Everyone's trash, is what they want us to think. I don't care. We're at Lori's house now. Her and Allison had a big old blow-up about Corey. She blames her again for everything that happened, like everyone in the town has been doing. Corey comes in, but he's dressed just like Michael. And I remember seeing, I didn't try to, I tried not to watch too many of the trailers, but I remember seeing a couple where it's like, you know, her facing off of Michael. And I'm like, these are the scenes from that trailer. I was like, we've been duped. Yeah. I was a little bit like, there's no way Lori's going to kill herself because we see her walking into her office or whatever. And she calls the police and she's like, I want to report a suicide. And then we see her like turn on the jack lantern. It's setting it up like she's gonna kill herself. And I was like, no, no. you can't do this. No. Like, here's Lori, like one of the strongest female leads in horror history. Best yes, it's girl. called Halloween Ends, but you can't do this. And then, nope, it was a rue because she knows that Michael or slash Corey is coming to get her. When she opens the door, she blasts. Corey in Michael's attire through like the chest or the shoulder or something she like that. She shoots him a couple times and he's still yep. alive. Yep. Well, you know, he has a when you look into the face of evil, you it's you get so, those powers. It's so annoying because then he stabs himself in the neck and that doesn't even kill him. No. Nope. So it, we think it does. So whatever. They have their little fight. Yeah, because he's like, if I can't have her no one can so he's like stab but why did he do that because nothing up in allison up until this point hadn't said you know what Lori, you're right i don't i can't be with Corey. he is a bad guy for she was willing and ready to run off with him so just go Corey. why did he nothing Lori said she just said oh you can't have her what you think You've, you've murdered people. You I think feel like someone for... saying that is going to stop you from leaving when the woman, the other woman is willing to leave with you? I, I feel like she wouldn't have left if her aunt was still there or grandmother was still she there. She did leave in the end. <laughs> so whatever. I don't know how he planned this one. He's got that Saul level IQ, that yeah, John he, Kramer he knew, IQ yeah, level. He, he knows that she was going to show up. Yeah, because she walks in, he stabs himself in the neck, Lori grabs the knife grabs the knife pulls it out and because she wanted to kill him right isn't that like rule number one of a stab don't pull it out because they might bleed out you crazy or you stupid person i don't know and then that's when allison walks in so it looks like and she's like you killed my boyfriend oh my gosh and then she leaves at this point i was like please michael don't come (laughs) don't show up this would be so great it was just like halloween no michael barely any michael he killed a little bit but no, he comes, he comes for the mask, and this is what I mean. Corey's not dead, and then he cracks his neck, and Michael yeah, and, cracks Corey's neck. And and so this is the part where I was just like, I guess the bromance is over. <laughs> I, you can't take my mask, dude. Right. And he was like, you know, I was cool with you doing your own thing, but when you came to the sewers and beat me up and took my mask, you're We're not dead. Friend. <laughs> oh, so, what was it? You basic. <laughs> You're yeah. devastated. And so he, he breaks Corey's neck. Mm-hmm. And then it's like... So Corey died twice. What, what was the whole point of setting... Like, okay, it's Halloween ends. Is it really the end? Or are you setting up the seeds for the next generation? That's what but I wanted. No, it's like, Corey can't live, right? Once Michael kills you, you have to be dead, right? Oh, 
Oh, so Cory, yeah, we saw Michael get shredded in the end, but we didn't. So what? Cory had a neck break. So Cory is gonna come back because Michael is coming back. In, in some of the the earlier scenes, there's also a, a part where Cory sits up, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, just like, like just like Michael, he like sits up, just like the Undertaker. You just can't pin him down. It's him coming back. But if Michael kills you, can you come back? I don't know. We'll see what the next Halloween movie ends up doing. It. I'm sure they'll do away with the whole Corey. Like I just don't get why. Story. Why set up the whole franchise conclusion of evil passing on to the next generation if then you're just gonna kill them? I mean, it's not going to be. But for the director, I'm thinking like in their head if they're like, yeah, this is it. Yeah, and, and it's like closing it's done. closing the story because Laurie is done. She's not coming back. Jamie Lee uh, Curtis was saying, you know, she's done. This is the last movie. Leave me alone. I'm yeah, out. <laughs> she's like, you know, I'm done. I'm sure she's still going to get royalty. She's going to be fine. We love her. But yeah, the, the next generation of Halloween movies is not going to have her. So now begins their fight and it's very bloody. Michael takes her to the sink and turns on the disposal. And I'm like, yellow shit. It's the old disposal trick. Hate it. No, it's good. I mean... Maybe it's overused at this point, but generally that terrifies me. Yeah. I'm still always like, I don't know about putting my hand down there when I need to clean it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I did like this. So she was shown to be knitting uh, earlier in the film. And I know knitting is a thing that young people do too. And I would love to learn how to knit. I think it would be really fun. But I kind of like this idea of, yeah, kill him with your old people tools. Like, maybe she had a cane. She could whack him with a cane. It's just because they're old, you know? It's like you fight with these different tools. Would have been cool. But it's only that. Um, and he actually kind of shoves in her ear a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she gets like, stabbed Ugh. with that needle. It was gross. But I had a question. Do we need more knives in our house? Oh, in that kitchen because drawer? Because in the scene, she it's not just the drawer. She's pulling knives out of everywhere. I'm like, uh... Well, she has been training for this, right? She had 40 years, like, in in the original or the first of the trilogy that's also called Halloween. She learned how to shoot, so I'm assuming she took some self-defense, martial arts classes. I will say the more weapons in your house, the more that can be used against you. Anyways, at one point, whatever, she pins him down to the kitchen table with a bunch of knives, blah, blah, blah. This scene just takes so long, and she keeps, like, slowly slicing him open, and I just don't well, like it. it's like it. a back and forth, right? It's a... I guess, but it's like... It's the final showdown. It needs to be intense. I mean, they certainly want us to think it's intense, because then they give us a bunch of flashbacks of the OG film, and then they play the music, and I'm like, I know you think this is epic, but it's not. Well, because she... <laughs> She has him pinned, or, like, both of his hands are, like, Jesus Christ stabbed to the table. <laughs> and then she puts the the fridge on him, and it reminded me, of, I think it was, like, Halloween H2O, where <laughs> she has him pinned to a tree, and she's like, I'm gonna decapitate you. But she slices his neck, and so he's, like, bleeding out, and then to his superhuman strength, slices his hand, because now his hand is split down this way, and he's choking her out. So it's like this, I don't know, Spock-like hand. It's very Pan's Labyrinth when you see the guy, when they've been torturing the one man, and his hand is kind of like that, split open. And so he's choking her, and I was like, okay, here's the end. Mm -hmm. They're both going to die together. That's what I... Always I thought, thought so was going to happen. Yeah. And she's even telling him, like, do it. We're, do let's it. die. Let, that's it. Our time let's has come. Die. And so as she's dying, she's getting those flashbacks that, that we start seeing. And it's, you know, they'll say when, when you die, your life flashes before your eyes. So I'm like, okay, here, this is it. I would have been happy with this ending where Michael chokes her. And as he kills her, he bleeds out. Yeah. Which is Never really worked in other movies, but, you know, it's poetic, I guess. As she's dying, Allison comes back to save the day. Yeah, and uh, now it gets really intense because she ends up breaking both his arms on the... Yeah, it was nuts. Like, really good job on the sound design there because I was like, oh, that's so cringy. Yeah, she breaks both of his arms. Laurie gets up and now I'm like, oh, I guess here we go again. Like, there's going to be another fight scene. 
but she ends up slicing his arm. And I guess this time he actually does die, which I'm like, what? Of everything. Right? He's dead. Evil finally dies tonight. I amended my chant to evil barely shows up tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they strap him on their car for death parade. And this I I thought was kind of weird. So I guess she she reported the the suicide, but she must live on the shadier side of town because the police didn't really show up until this point. You know, what's weird is they're not weird. I'm just curious because they they drive through town and everyone in town comes out. Do people know that people were getting murdered tonight? Even do people even know that Corey, who Corey killed? I don't know. Or are they gonna wake up tomorrow and be like, "Where the fuck is my yeah. child?" I mean, if if Corey had was uh talking about really... it on his Twitter account, but we don't really see like police sirens going yeah. off. Like in other movies, were like, "Oh, there's a curfew." We don't think the people knew that his parents were killed. I can't imagine that the town knew that four teenagers were killed at the junkyard. Yeah, on Halloween night. They on pro- Halloween yeah, night. they probably think they're just out and about. Yeah, but. Lori's like, the town needs to know that evil finally died tonight. And God, that sh- that shredder. I was just like, we're oh my god. But yeah, they're, they're <laughs> and I feel like there was a little bit of contention because we do get this flash of I don't know, the chief of police. I don't know that that one police officer and oh, he, he kind of looks like we shouldn't do this, but then it gets glanced over and they strap him to the car and then it Almost turns into a funeral because there's like all of these cars just like that they were doing that um, at first, following each other, and then they were it's showing like, everyone that he was dead. Right, but it's like no one's like with a megaphone like Michael Myers is dead. Here's Who? proof. Like, Who's that? but I guess the town knows, and then the town starts walking with them, and they all go to the junkyard. Which I'm like, how far is this junkyard from downtown Haddonfield, Illinois? And yeah, then they do this, uh, will it shred? I don't know why this was never thought of before. Can you throw Michael, Jason, insert any other horror villain? I always said this with certain creatures that always return. I said, yeah, they're always gonna come back, cut them up into little pieces and put those pieces all over the world. So maybe they'll just come back. Yeah, but how are they gonna reconnect and recombine? It's kind of like, is it, was it death becomes her? I don't know where the women live forever, but they're they're old and their their bodies fall apart oh. or something. <laughs> Very yeah. Well, I mean, in a child's play too, when uh, Chucky dies, a, his blood gets into the thing of plastic, and oh. so then that's kind of like how he continues. So <laughs> I, we don't really we see his body just get shredded. Like, dude, the, these shredders I told are you, nuts. <laughs> yeah, but then it's like, what happens to that blood? Does it go on? Flower spring? Somebody makes a, a salad tree. out of that. I'm a Michael Myers tree. Yeah, and then it goes into oh, the yeah. the next vegan. I'm not sure. So <laughs> that's fair. That's where my notes stopped. I guess I didn't care about the happy ending for Allison and yeah, Lori. Yeah, because uh, after after this scene, we don't really know how much time has passed. But then we kind of see. Lori finishing off her memoir. We see Lori kind of like giving us her closing thoughts on evil. And it's, I like this scene just as a scientist where it's like matter cannot be created nor destroyed, it can only be transformed. And so she says that evil can't be, ah, uh, I forgot. I don't evil know if you doesn't re- end tonight. Yeah, evil doesn't end tonight. Uh, it only takes on a different shape. and Which we is exactly s- why I was like, why is Corey not still alive then? Right. That's- yeah, and, and even when she says that, I was like, oh, are they going to flash to like Corey yeah. getting up? Uh, I feel like if they do this in the next one, they're going to bring this up and then like Corey gets up. I don't know how they're going to continue that. But in the original movie, they refer to Michael as a shape, as you were saying. It's like evil's gonna continue on. It's gonna move on to the next generation. Someone's gonna inherit the evil that was in Michael and start the next chapter in the Halloween franchise. Yeah, if they want to. I'm sure they'll figure it out or they'll just start it all over again with Michael. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Those are all my thoughts about Halloween ends. Then you get a little uh, love scene. Is it love? I don't know. When when she like oh, sees the cop. Yeah. They're like, remember him? Yeah, yeah. he's here, I guess. They're here. <laughs> They're here. 
Yeah, it was fine. I mean, I liked it more than Halloween Ends, but like is what that more saying than Halloween much? Ends? Sorry, I liked... <laughs> These these titles are so monotonous. I liked it like Halloween ends more than Halloween kills. Yeah, I mean Halloween kills, like I feel like it was just a bloodbath. Yeah, but we still got those weird random scenes with people that amounted to nothing, so it was like too long for yeah, a bloodbath I mean, it kinda type of a shows movie. like that consequence where like did more people die because the town was trying to kill Michael, so there was more bodies for Michael to kill. And so he racked up the body count, where in contrast in this one, the town created Corey to be Michael as well. Where what they're going for. I think I would have been okay if, like... Actually, no, I definitely wouldn't have been okay if Michael never showed up at all. And, like, Corey was just bullied so much that he becomes the next killer but then he shouldn't have died i think it would have been so funny i think people would be so so pissed oh yeah like it would have been like wait michael's not even in like he needed to be in there i really do think michael and laurie should have died together in a more poetic but that that would have been too cliche i like that laurie's alive let her live her life had a real tough but then it's like what is she gonna do now She's going to enjoy all that money from that memoir. I I don't think people like Lori, for someone who was like, six of my friends died in 1978 and then I spent 40 years training. (gasps) She can move to Alaska. What would they say? When people move to Alaska, they're either running from something or here to become someone new. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. I I feel like she's not the... And I can relate to someone who, who can't just sit still and not do something. I just can't see her... Yeah, maybe she writes this book and goes on that world tour. Oh, yeah, this is my book. Here's my survivor story. Oh, like a Sydney Prescott. Yeah, kind of, kind of person. So sure. Yeah, well, tell. I want to know what other people think. What do you guys think about this one? Leave any suggestions for future films you want us to watch, and thanks for hanging out. Thanks, everyone.